Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Right, Award season is here. Yeah, we're kicking it in it now. We're in gear, baby. We in gear. It is. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the nominations. Yeah. So far, we've had SAG and Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. You haven't seen any of them at all. No, not at all. He's still LA. He just knows. You know, like James. I just don't like, even know. I'm very lost. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? Who we got? Any people of color, John? We do have people of color uh, in the SAG. <clears throat> Uh, so for cast, I mm-hmm. mean, an emotion picture, we got Get Out. Okay, I heard of that movie. We got The Big Sick. Heard of that movie? We got I've heard of all of these. Lady Bird. I saw that movie. Liked it. Oh, there's. Oh, by the way, this isn't People of Color now. I'm just naming the films. <laughs> uh, we got Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Well, you know what? All these movies though are either led by a person of color or a woman. Mm-hmm. So far. And we got the movie that we will be reviewing today, Mudbound. Mudbound made it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard uh, my wife was telling me that Mudbound is doing really well award season-wise. Well, it's interesting. For the Golden Globes, it almost got shut out. It's only nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama. Uh, actually, no. Sorry. For Supporting, they don't, they don't break it between drama yeah. and comedy. It's just Best Supporting. So Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige. But they, get, they didn't get like a Best Adapted Screenplay or nothing? Oh, they don't do that for Golden Globes. I don't think they do this. Only Oscars. I don't think they do screenplay for Golden Globes. They didn't nominate it for Best Picture. Um, and yeah. they didn't nominate it for Best Director. And they did, Oh, no, wait. They do do screenplay. They didn't nominate it for screenplay either. Really? Yeah. You know what's so funny is I knew nothing about this movie going into it except for that Jason Mitchell was in it. So then the whole time I kept going, is this is that Mary J. Blige? Like just every scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did just you, so you guys can get a window inside my head. And did you were you like, nah, that's not Mary J. Blige? Yeah, every time. Every time I literally every scene she was on, I asked the question, is that Mary J. Blige? And then convinced myself that it wasn't her. I'm gonna tell you what's bad. Every every time <laughs> is that is that I love Mary J. Blige, but for some reason every time I hear the name Mary J. Blige, I think of that Burger King commercial when like she did crispy chicken, fresh lettuce. Oh my it, god, it's, dude! I I feel That's... so bad that she did that commercial, and I'm sorry that I cannot stop thinking about that commercial because it was years ago. <laughs> but it's like it just always pops into my head. Like Mary, why are you on this table singing about <laughs> crispy chicken? That's funny. Somebody said crispy chicken strips. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god! 
He's silly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Who else we got? We got got anybody? Well, so for acting, uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, from Get Out. Okay, Daniel. Get Out. He's been nominated for a SAG for best uh, best actor in a leading role, and he was nominated for the Golden Globe for best actor in a comedy. Wait, what? Best actor in a comedy or musical. He didn't tell a joke at all. I mean, Lil Rail told jokes. Right. Then you ain't telling no jokes. Yeah, he didn't. I don't know. I was of the school that Get Out was a satire. I really felt that way even while watching the movie. I know that this is contrary to what everybody said, and I even made a a Get Out out as not a comedy joke. But I I just have to say it since we're talking about it. Really? Well... yeah, so, I really did look at it as as a satire, even though it was clearly like it's clearly like a horror thriller. Like I looked at it as satire, a hundred percent. Yeah, there are satirical elements to it for sure, but I mean, the actual genre of it is not a co- comedy. Hey man, I thought it was right. a, I thought it was a um, scripted docu series, bro. I thought it was lightly <laughs> scripted docu series. That shit was real. It uh, was real, but <laughs> um. Interestingly enough, I always think it's interesting when they do this, when they like, when SAG does this. Like, they nominated the Big Sick, right, for mm-hmm. best cast, ensemble cast, but none of the individual actors got nominated, which just makes me go like, well, then how was it? It's a cop out. <laughs> it's a it's a legit cop out. I was like, none of the individuals Doesn't SAG good, always do that. Yeah, they always do out. that. It is. It's solely to be like, oh, you all are good. You all we can't good give up together. one of my acting spots for you guys. So. You know, it's interesting. But I mean, like the other lead actors, because yeah, Kamel didn't get nominated, but the other one, uh, it's um, uh, Timothy Ch- Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Uh, James Franco for The Disaster Artist. Gary Oldman for uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, oh, uh, Darkest Hour. And then Denzel Washington, the movie we Oh, we brother Denzel. Yeah. Roman, uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire, which he was nominated for a Golden Globe as well. He, yo. Hold on, this is my thing. Yeah, as I'm, I plan on going, I'm planning on going to see Gary Oldman soon. Um, but it's it's so tricky because Gary Oldman definitely, uh, like visually looking at it, he has the voice, he has the cadence, he has the prosthetics, and it's a character that people, it's a person that people know. But I'm like, man, Denzel transformed his body without prosthetics, mm-hmm. and like he made you care about a character that was not somebody who did a great thing in history. So I'm not saying it's a tougher job. I'm not. It may right. even been harder. But I'm like, Denzel, bro, you need to be looking at his third Oscar. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Third Oscar, baby. Come on, Denzel, bring it home. Uh, oh, wait. I misspoke. Holly Hunter was nominated for The Big Sick for Best okay. Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role. Um, and then this category also has the aforementioned Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. for Mudbound. This is SAG. That, that wasn't me. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it has your friend. Yes. Hung Chow. Uh, y'all should go see it. Downsizing. She's in downsizing. It was like the only friend I made when I was in LA was her and her husband and her rabbit. <laughs> uh, legit, the only friend I had. And like, yeah, she's nominated huge. for a Golden Globe. So she's nominated for a Golden Globe for uh, downsizing, that a, and that's a co- considered a comedy with the. Oh it, wait, it, no, but it's all you're right. Supporting doesn't. Yeah, don't break it doesn't it matter. Yeah. Uh, and she's nominated for the SAG as well. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Nominated Yo, for the SAG as well. That is Which crazy. Means She's pr- like usually when you're nominated for both SAG and Golden Globe, you about to get an Oscar for supporting. Now. You usually get yo! that Oscar nomination. Is she about to get an Oscar nomination, yo? I think she's about to get an Oscar nomination. Damn, that is that is that is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Good for her, man. Yeah, 
James, just so you know, she got the CBS showcase and changed her whole life. So, all I, right, well, I mean, the the not the most noticeable snubs were, was definitely the big six in the Golden Globes, but it seems like SAG like <laughs> recouped and got got them a bunch of nominations. So, well, it's interesting to see how this will play out with the Academy. Also, Tiffany for me, Golden Globes, Tiffany Haddish and um, and Laurel got snubbed and best supporting. Yeah, they, they, Golden Globes does do the comedy series, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 not for supporting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. That's trash, man. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish didn't get nominated, and that's hard. There wasn't a the biggest star you like legit when it comes to like a person who just appeared and blew up everywhere. Her and that kid from um from Send Me By My Name because he's in that and he's in um Lady Bird as well. Yeah. So I'm like, of course he's going to be everywhere, but also Tiff. Tiffany's the first black female stand up to host SNL. Yeah. That's the whitest show we got on TV, damn near. And she got to host it. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like the four, there are four films with people of color that are going to be holding up this award season. That's Get Out, mm-hmm. The Big Sick, Mudbound, and Roman J. Israel Esquire. But really, Roman J. Israel Esquire only, yep, only for Denzel. And I'm curious to see what happens with Get Out when it comes to the Oscars. Like, I feel like it, I feel like there will be no acting nominations. It will be, and I, the same way for the Big Sick. I feel like maybe Holly Hunter might get one because she's Holly Hunter. But if anything, they get, they, they both of those movies probably will get. Right, but oh, oh, but you know what though? I feel like if they have to pick between the Big Sick and Lady Bird, because you know they always have like one kind of indie dramedy. Yeah, they usually only pick one, so they might be fighting for like fighting for that slot. For like between the big sick and Lady Bird, so I feel like if they're picking between, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, for the Academy, <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but the, wait, the other thing though is the direct, the director category. People were upset with the Golden Globes. That's the other big snub because you have three women, uh, in particular, uh, Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. for Wonder Woman, Gre- Greta, what's her name? Greta Gerwin. Greta Gerwin for Lady Bird. Yeah, and then. The director here, D. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to look up her name. D. Reese. Yeah. D. Reese. D. Reese. D. Reese. Uh, for Mudbound, and all three of them, you know, their movies are in contention, but none of them got nominated for the Golden Globe, which makes people a little bit nervous about the Academy. DGA nominations haven't come out yet, so that's something to be watching because women directors rarely ever get nominated. I don't know if a woman. I don't. I believe a woman of color has never been nominated for not for best director for best director. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, the closest we got was was Ava DuVernay, and she Selma got nominated, but not her. Right. So <clears throat> you know that that will be interesting to see. You know if the if the if the if the award season can like pull itself out of this mud bound. Wait, what? If the award season can pull themselves out of what? Did what? you just do <laughs> what? Yeah, we no, because you know the award season, like you know, because the Oscars so white, it's just it, it's been in the mud bound. So now you, we're gonna try to see if it can pull itself out of the mud. Oh my goodness! Wow. You about to? Say, I knew you were gonna say it again. I knew. It. Hey, Nick, just start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. Black X, man. Black X. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. James? Just sounds like wind. Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, just sounds like wind. We were... Hey, James, you're going to do a... James. Oh, I get what he's no. doing. No, I'm not going to do a thing. But James, oh, okay. you, we all do a... We all well, do. okay. I'm not going to do a thing. Okay. All right. I mean, you, all right. I mean, this I is the it. part where you... Yeah. You, is this so, the okay, thing? Well my, well, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm still Gerard Milligan. And my name is James the Third. Wow. That was, okay. Um, you enunciated. it. You used your regular voice. Yeah, it was kind of loud it and was, boisterous. It was uh, very confident. Yeah. You should be that, James, all uh, the time. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> well, we're here. Um, Y'all better be happy. You know, uh, we said we weren't going to do it. We sure did. We lied. We lied. Sure did. Your Christmas present is a is a present full of lies. The thing is, there are a bunch of movies I feel like I said I wasn't going to do. I said I wasn't going to do uh, Birth of a Nation. We did it. You know what I'm saying? We said we weren't doing this. We're doing we totally, it. We totally psych people out. To be fair, we're just going to be opening up, uh, uh, open and honest with you. We... Uh, you know, there's some scheduling conflicts. It's the holidays, you know. So we are gonna get around. We're gonna come to Jumanji. We're doing Jumanji for okay? sure. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna get around to Bright. We yes. gotta do it. Yeah, we gotta do Bright. Will it's Smith. just that it's just that for Chris for Christmas we wanna do this movie. This is this is the movie coming out on Christmas. Hey, hey, listen to this movie today after Christmas, y'all. Don't do this. Don't do this. Happy Kwanzaa, y'all. Oh my goodness. Uh but it is award season, and we thought it would be appropriate because you you guys have been at, honestly you have been asking for it. You the fans have been asking for it, so you're about to get it. Okay, yeah. you wanted hey. a, you wanted us to review Mudbound, so we gonna review Mudbound. Hey man, we review yeah. films with leading actors of color, mm-hmm. or ones, leading actors of color, or, or movies with people of color, and the posters in the- make you think that they the star of the movie. But they ain't nothing but okay, the Okay, all right. I'm sorry. sorry. sorry I know. Sorry, sorry. I, y'all keep talking about how Jason Mitchell was in the poster. He y'all keep talking. He was in the, he, he's the, the, the poster. He's a center of the poster. Now, now, look. Y'all know I be missing trailers sometimes. I don't see stuff sometimes. Everybody knows this about me, yeah. James III. Yep. Bring it up all the time. <laughs> all right, James. What's, what's going on? When I searched for Mudbound mm-hmm. on Netflix, yeah. first thing that came up was a picture of a white lady. Mudbound, blue blue words, mudbound, picture of a white lady. All right, cool, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> but I was like, but Jason Mitchell on the poster, though. Mm-hmm. So I click on it. When it opened it up to show me more about mudbound, two white men in sepia tone <laughs> staring directly at me. I don't see Jason Mitchell. He's not in sight. There is no J. I'm wondering, am I click? Did I click? Your, the right thing? Your course of co- talking about carrying. Then on. I pressed play. Then I pressed play. Yeah. And then for a second, while the while the while the play symbol was loading, mm-hmm. I see a flash that shows five black people also in sepia tone. <laughs> it's too quick for me to tell who anybody is. Movie starts playing. Uh, okay, okay. Jason Mitchell on the poster though? He on okay. the poster? All right, can okay. I can I can I make all right, I want to do I want to do a, a warning all right. before we start this. Um, we're about to review this movie, y'all. Uh, and you know, normally, normally I don't do this, but I want to recognize, and I want to say this before we get into it, is that D. Reese, I think, is a wonderful director. I'm happy that a black woman got black a chance. Black woman director. She co-wrote the script. Yeah, I'm. I am so thankful for her to get this opportunity. 
I'm happy that, you know, Jason Mitchell, Mary J. Blige got an opportunity to make this movie. Also, the cinematographer is uh, Rachel Morrison. That's a black woman? Black woman. I mean, guys. Yeah, I mean, this is unheard of. This, this I mean, really it is. I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a piggyback off of the early thing yeah. that we're saying. I'm just going to say this is unheard of, and it's beautiful. It I is, think that those is. two people in particular let me, do a beautiful job correct, working on the film. Uh, let me that? correct myself. The, sorry. The DP is not a black woman. What I meant to say was the composer. Oh, the composer is a black composer. woman. Oh, okay. okay still, All right, good, but still good. Still fuck good. Fuck the DP. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen. <laughs> that music was on point. I just want to say real quick: the direction and the it's, music it's, on point. It's still, a, it's still a, woman. a woman. It's still a woman. So a woman DP is still rare, yeah. uh, rare in, in Hollywood. So I just want everyone to know before, right, we, before, okay. before we start this, I want everyone to know that we understand. Like this movie technically is very groundbreaking. There's a lot happening, um, but we're about to review this movie. A woman's the editor as well. A woman, guys. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh man, the editing. I think she's a. I think Ooh. she's Japanese. Guys, this movie. This movie has a lot going for it, okay? So, uh, so as we get into this, it may not, we may not be as encouraging at certain points. Maybe some of us are. I don't know how we're gonna go, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm trying my best not to drag this movie because I know all of this going into it. A lot of women behind the yeah. camera, yeah, and we're and we're supporting this. We're Straight. happy about this, but we gotta review the movie, y'all. Movie. So, d- okay, we're talking about the movie. We're talking though. about the movie though. So just know that, and we're going to start. I mean, these people <laughs> helped make the movie. I, I know, I know. But we're talking about the movie as a, as a, as a storytelling narrative. Uh, yes, as a finished narrative. What, what people going to see. Yeah. Just know we're going to talk about that. So, okay, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I still get hatred okay, for Hidden Okay, well, let fingers. me just, let's just, and let's preface it by this, though, too, because it's Mudbound. Mm-hmm. It got nominated. Best Supporting uh, Yeah, Best Supporting best, Actress. Best, best, best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Got nominated for Best Ensemble Cast for yep. SAG. It probably will get some... Academy Award nominations. Yep. It's got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, it also stars some white people. You got Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. You got um, the dude from Tron. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's really good. Uh, I'm sorry. What's uh, his jo- name? Not Josh. Garrett, Garrett uh, Hartnett. Headland. Headland. I always get him and Josh Hartnett. Garrett Headland. Then you, you got Jason Clark. You know, he's a, I think he's Australian. Either yeah, I think it's Australian. And then you got Jonathan Banks, and you know Jonathan Banks, of course, from Better Call Saul and Yes, yes, um, yes. Breaking Bad. He's uh, you know, what's his name? The what's that guy's name? He's um Gus's Gus's right hand. Yeah. Uh and then Blackside, Jason Mitchell, as we said, Mary J. Blige, as we said, and then the father, who is also really great, uh Rob Morgan. He was it. Oh, he's in Stranger Things. Actually, he's the he's black a, he's a, cop in Stranger. He's the black cop <laughs> who's always with uh, John Reynolds. Yeah, I love. First off, he'll be. They just be having them now. Like, yo, you want my man talking this episode? All Jeez. right, and now and then, I actually didn't look up the box office, but it doesn't really matter because it's, it was only it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's in theaters, but it, you know, it's a Netflix movie. All right. <sighs> so ninety. Okay, here we go. Uh, um, James, we, you go first. We got to do initial thoughts. James, what's your initial? Oh, thought? the other thing is, wait, before we start, the other thing is, this movie is based on a book, a very popular book. Did a black person write this book? No, no, of course not. Um, wait, was a it? white woman write wrote the book? Okay, I'm almost positive. Uh, I'm gonna double check it, but I'm almost positive. Hillary, yes, just, yep, it yep. was a white woman that wrote the book. Yep. Okay. All right. And I should not go first. Okay, I'll go first. I'll be measured. Okay, here we go. So I saw this film uh, with my fiance. Uh, we actually went to a screening of it with the talk back. It was a, it was a SAG screening, um, and the, you know you had the talk back with everyone. You had the talk back with the director, D. Reese, 
the composer, which is my bad, not the DP, but the composer was there, a black woman. Uh, again, black woman composer. Yeah, lit. Legit. Yeah. Like, first, women do not get to compose f- films mm-hmm. that often. Uh, and you you probably know most of the, you know, you got John Williams, Hans Zimmer, like, mm-hmm. it's all these white men. Um, so that was great, you know. And then uh, now Carrie Mulligan wasn't there. Jason uh, Clark wasn't there. But Garrett Hedlund was there. Um, Mary J. Blige was there. Jason Mitchell was there. All the black people. Black gotcha. And the one white actor. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> uh, yeah, Jonathan Banks wasn't there either. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I saw the movie. I I I was prepped. I knew that the beginning was going to be the white people, but then it was going to get the black family. You know, I did think, oh, this is an ensemble film. You know, it, it does switch between narratives. Okay, it goes from you know you hear the voiceover, you hear voice different voiceovers at different times. So it's mm-hmm. not just like a one white voiceover narrating the whole film, like a Remember the Titans, when it's just mm-hmm. a little white girl and she's the one who's telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's telling their own story, which I think is cool. It's an interesting thing. I think that's why the book was super popular. It's hard to translate that into film, so I give Dee Reese credit for that. You know, she it, it was a tough job to like do that and help the action go. It's kind of a slow film. It's very Oscar-y in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, it, the plot is not super interesting. It's just about this. Now, here's my thing: the plot is the plot's action is incurred by the white family. It's the white family, you know. Uh, I don't think black people have any agency in this movie. And and that's no. the hard thing for me about this film is that the the black people they ain't got agency. And they are we're following them, their struggles, but like if this film is going to be told today, just talk about the black family. Yeah. I I, I don't need the white family. I know it's based on a book, but I'm sorry. I just or they can k- take a real Back, back they they could have reversed it. Yeah, they could have been because yeah. the. <clears throat> I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I. I guess mm. I just don't get it. I don't know what. I don't know what is happening in this movie that makes everybody love it. I. Um. There were some good scenes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh. Some powerful scenes. Some reminders of racism in the deep south. You know. <laughs> great. What's the- um, I thought the acting was good. I thought the acting was really good, really strong. But the story, I don't... I'm at a loss of words. So that's what I'll say. <clears throat> I was kind of, at the end, we'll, we'll talk about it, you know, uh, but, you know, we have black mutilation on screen again. That I didn't need to watch. We've talked about why we don't need to watch that. We hate that that's what a character-defining moment is. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, so basically, before people tweeted at us to review this movie, uh, John sent out a text like, you know, Dry not gonna like this movie. And as I watched it, I was like, oh, this movie isn't exciting and not really my cup of tea. But then once we got to that last thirty minutes, I just began to hate it. And the thing is, I understand that there's a lot of women behind it. Like, I'm so happy a black woman um, directed this movie. But the issue I'm having is, and again, I mean, this podcast has only been on for two years. Yeah. Like. And I feel like, you know, myself, I say it a lot, and I'm pretty sure the audience at home are tired of me saying it. Of I'm tired of seeing black people presented in a certain way. And I'm tired of those particular instances of us being beaten and mutilated. I'm tired of, like, this, this time in history where black people were treated as less, even though many people will say now we still are. The only time it gets 
Oscar-y or award season-esque is that it's this kind of movie. Like when I look at, like, I mean, let's just talk about, you know, let's talk about the big sick. Uh, I know he's, he's not a black man, but he is a person of color and he's making a movie where like he is doing both comedy, drama, things like that. He's giving you the same feels that you get from Lady Bird, you know, but yet yeah. he isn't getting the same type of love that that young actress is. And I'm very interested to know why, you know, why is he cool, but not as relatable as to that girl? Because her story is very American, very white, very suburban, you know, and I'm looking at this movie and it's like. Yeah, like John said, I don't know why I need to have so much focus on this white family. If you're going to do it, like if you're going to split this movie in half and have the white family first and the black family second, this black family has nothing to do but be victimized. And I'm tired of seeing black bodies be victimized. And the thing that's so tricky about this is that for some reason when you watch these movies, if I'm watching Shawshank Redemption, yeah. where Andy Dufresne is um, assaulted in prison, they cut away from it, you know? When... When, when when something happens to like a white woman in a movie or 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 a white man that is very brutal, the camera oftentimes cuts away. But when it's something that happens to a black person, whether it's uh, Twelve Years a Slave or whether it's uh, Selma, you see, you see this black body mutilated on camera, and I don't understand why we have to see ourselves in that way all yeah. the time. Like you tell me, my man can't play. An actor can't play Dr. Martin Luther King get an Oscar nomination? Why not? Like, and it's, it's the thing this movie hurt my, it hurt my feelings. It, it hurt me because it's like, I don't want to say this movie, I don't, I don't want this, these women to not get, have a job. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want that to happen. I, I, I'm happy that Mary J. Blige got a, or get, is getting love, but also even Mary J. Blige getting this nomination, as I watched this movie, I started questioning that. I'm like, was there any other black women or women of color who were in movies that were able to get a supporting actor nomination. Because to me, like now I feel like Hollywood's doing a lot of like, let me protect myself and not do another Oscar so white because we will not be able to live it down. And I'm not saying her performance isn't good, but it almost feels like shit. The, the, who, who, who we got? Who we, bam. You know, and, and again, I'm I'm not trying to diss Mary J. Blige, but I'm just saying, like, there was no how many other options did they have? Right. What know? did her care like? What her what did her character give you or add to the story? Have to do right. What is the and we talk about it all the time and maybe I bring it up the most. The scene that they're gonna show for her nomination. Which scene is it? Because to me, her character didn't have enough urgency to have a scene like that. You know, even Jason didn't have we, a scene. We talk like about that. yeah. We'll talk about it. There are a couple of moments there that are, you think there, could be the no. Actually, there's only one moment that I think it could possibly <clears throat> be it. There are a couple of moments where she could have had stuff and she didn't. And, uh, yeah. th that Tesla brought up, but I'll talk about. Yeah. It. So for me, I didn't. I didn't particularly like this movie. Um, I, I, I really dislike this movie. Yeah. Like it. It is. It is. And you know, the movie I hate the most out of every movie is The Help. I'm not saying it's that The Help level of hate, but because it tricked me by that poster and by those trailers that I think is is up there. It ain't The Help, but it's up there. So <laughs> go ahead, James. You there, James? James. All right, so I didn't like this movie at all. And I, I, I understand why fans reached out to us to try to, to try to do this movie, probably more likely because of the black woman director than anything else. But this is an actor podcast, and um, what the fuck, guys? I mean, like, really? Like, th like <sighs> there, not, there is no part in this movie for for any of the for any of the the black people in it they all they all pretty much have like one sort of 
single thing that they're that they're dealing with. There 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 isn't a lot happening. Um, we spend too much time with these with these fucking white people, and uh, I don't think that any of the story goes anywhere. So um, I'm mad. Um, I'm mad that I had to watch this. It ruined my morning. Um, and that's how I feel about it. That's my ni- those are my initial that's, thoughts. That's <laughs> what you just want to go like. You know I mean, mean, yeah. Not for you, man. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, so, as we said, I mean, again, it's so hard. It is an ensemble film, but... The, but How do we do the first We start, I mean, we're going to scree- breeze by it. I just, like, this... It starts with the white family, which we knew was going to happen. Cool. So... It starts you know, at the end of the movie. It starts though, at the right? end of the movie. And the end of the movie is these... Right. You're right. It starts, the it starts at the end of the, the movie. Two, brother, two brothers dig in a grave. They're digging a grave for their father. Uh, we don't know what happened. The one brother is like, come on, we got to hurry up. You know, it's about to rain. And uh, and he's like, cool. can we do this later? He's like, no, we got to finish it now. And, you know, we hear the narration. My brother, like, when he puts his mind to something, he gets it done. Like, blah, 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 blah. He's mm. strong like that. All right, cool. And then they hit something. What is it? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's some bones. Oh, this is a slave grave. How do you know that? Look. Gunshot to the gunshot head. Gunshot to the head. You got executed. Oh, well, that, that settles that. What let's do you put mean? We, let's put him in. We've already buried it. No, my father, I'm not going to bury my father in a slave's grave. Are, are you kidding me? You're like, cool. So we know the father's racist. We know the son is racist. Mm-hmm. The brother's questioning it, you know, but not, not, not that yeah. much, you know? Yeah. He like kind of questioning it, but just like, but like, oh, oh, I don't know. Okay. And then, and then, but he can't get out. Like it's raining and then it, he's trying to get out of the grave. It's hard for him. And he's like, help. He's calling for help. And then the brother comes back. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm right here. And he's like, oh, I thought you were going to leave me. He's like, why? Which do we even, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, we, well, we know why he, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, and so you're like, oh, something happened between them. I don't know what. And then that's the beginning. And then it flashes back because I was in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I was sequence. So it flashes back and then we see, it's like Carrie Mulligan, right? Yeah, you see Carrie Mulligan and it's her. At a table, kind of setting up her story of like, you know, she was a 31-year-old virgin. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she graduated college. She mm-hmm. was super smart, but... No one likes... What does she call Old maid. She's like, you know, people usually yeah. don't like an old maid. She never got attention. So the family's trying to get her to marry somebody. They have they bring this guy yeah, over, so, the brother. So, so John Connor is at the table. Uh, <laughs> John Connor? <laughs> John Connor is at the table. From Terminator. Salvation. Oh, is it Genesis? Yeah, that what it is? Salvation. Oh, man. Salvation is Christian. Oh, man. man. Yeah, so, you know, John Connor is there or whatever. Genesis is John Connor. <laughs> And he's just staring at her. Right, she's like, that's who he is. it feels good to get attention from a man. And she loved it. And, you know, she wasn't in love yeah. with him. And I don't give a fuck. And then I'm just skipping through their bullshit. She's just um, like, yeah, she likes him a lot. And he like, it like kind of likes her. And, but she really only likes him because she like, she's supposed to marry. Her. Yeah. yeah. And she wanted, she was happy someone was giving her attention, which I understand at that time. Because yeah, everyone, a woman. which is, yeah, I get it. And it's then, the 20s, I think, right? At this point it is. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no sorry. The 40s. Not, it's the, the 40s. Oh, no. It must be the 30s because the no end, no you're right it's 40s it's, it's 41 40s. right it's at some 41. point at it's some 41. point 41 comes it's 41 it's 41 um so like you know then you know the brother comes back from school he went to like harvard or something he's like looking that. he looks great he's like he's an artist he's an actor he's an actor right is he an actor okay. i think he's an actor yeah. he's an actor yeah he's an actor they 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 do some shakespeare quotes at each other she he's falls in fl- love he's kind of flirting with instantly though. he's kind of flirting with her and and the he's flirting with his brother's girlfriend 
and instantly or, or fiance at this point. at that point it was a girlfriend okay. at that point, okay now now but look girlfriend. so hold on i know we i know we shouldn't fast forward to the end of the movie right but does this unspoken flirtation does it ever does it ever really go anywhere yes what do you mean in a, in a huge like, way in a huge way in a in a huge way but like in what way, really? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know what you're saying. Wait, they maybe have... maybe you, we just talk about what you're saying at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you bring this up again because I'm confused. Go somewhere. <laughs> it, it, okay. it it literally comes to <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that happens. <laughs> they go out drinking or whatever. You see him dance with her. Yeah, like... he asks if he. He's like he asks his brother, "Can I dance with your lady?" And he's like, "Okay." And then the brother's looking at him like the whole time, like a little bit jealous. And you're like. What's going on? Like, all right, yeah. it's kind of weird. But I thought it was extremely weird. It's very strange, but you're like, okay, maybe it's just the sign of the times. But then, when do we see the black people? We still don't no, see them. No, not yet. No, 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 no. Then we see them. Then they go back, and then they're at the house. They're at the house. They're living a great life. She's like, oh, my life is great. And then he goes, and she's like, he's like, uh, uh, we're gonna get married. Like he, he, he doesn't propose. She he does like, say that. She says it too. He doesn't propose. He says it as a statement. As a statement, he's like, we're gonna get married. Like, you know, like an afterthought. And she was like, it was completely un- unromantic, but whatever. I was going to marry this guy anyway. Cool. And then, uh, and then what happens is he just tells her, all right, we're, uh, oh, they're like in bed. And he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, in like two weeks, we're moving down to the South and I bought a farm and we're going to live there. And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. They're where are they? DC or I don't they're know. like in a city. They're in a city or suburb. Because what he does is he buys back, which I guess you realize later, he buys back the farm that his dad sold. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know where they start off at. Let me look it up. But they were definitely in some metropolitan area, and then so she and she's never they're left. in Memphis. Oh, they're in Memphis. They're in Memphis. So, so they're in the South, but they're in the city, Memphis, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and so. uh a very artistic, you know, as you know, cities, even in the South, cities are much more liberal than the, uh, the country. And so then they're like, all right, we're going to go down to Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go down to Mississippi. Go yeah. down to Mississippi. They buy this farm. And she's like, she's upset. She's like, you didn't tell me, you didn't, whatever. And he kind of like just shuts it down like I'm the man. So, you know. I'm telling doing, you now. I'm telling you now. So, of course, you know, this is an interesting look at, at feminism and uh, at, at the patriarchy and uh you know she kind of just takes it though it's interesting like I, I i would i actually would like to know what white women think of this film because um it deals with some of these issues but like her character is like not really that strong and she like she like confesses like sometimes mm-hmm. like she like like she likes the attention. She likes him yeah. making decisions. She didn't like this decision, mm-hmm. but she still like just follows him and obeys. Him. You know what I mean? It's very she's very submissive in a way that like we never really get a critique of it. We just see it. Well, also this is my thing. At certain points, she does attempt to stand up for herself. But to me, I think one of the scary parts is, is I think this is a time period where you know women weren't allowed to vote yet. And they, since I it, think well, by this time they were did they, were they allowed to vote yeah, yeah, in yeah. 19, by nineteen forty? Yeah, it's like 1940. Oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, but it's like I feel like they didn't, weren't respected. So I'm like, at it's certain over, points, yeah. I thought he was about to hit her. And I'm like, maybe that's what one of the for fears sure. were. Domestic violence. Yeah, I think for sure. So I feel like maybe that's why. Because at certain points, like, you know, later on, she does, I think, stand up and yell at him like twice. 
Um, but every time she did it, I was nervous for her like physical safety. Definitely. And she has oh. a does she have a kid at this she point? She has she has two kids at this point. She has, she has three at the end of it. But she has two kids and they're and then girls, he's taking both girls. both girls and they're they're moving mm-hmm. down to the south. And so they with her dad. With the dad with, with his dad. dad. With his dad. With the dad. Mm-hmm. With his dad. And he and says she doesn't, it very like the, she doesn't like her his dad. And yep. And then they go down and they get to the house that they're supposed to be moving into and somebody else is living there. This was funny. Yeah. This year was funny because he was just like, he was like, I, I paid blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I, I moved in. I paid from the same I guy. I put $100 in that room. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about. I already bought this house. It's my house. Bye. Close the closed door. the door. And then his father's like, you're an idiot. I never thought a son of mine to get suckered. You know, you didn't get no paperwork. And he's like, get paperwork, son. I put the money on the... That, I mean, that's a hard feel. I was like, ooh. That sucks. I was like, that's terrible. And then when they have to move into the house on the farm... So they have to move into the house on this farm. And this, and this is the first time we even see the black people. Because they drive past them, right? Yeah. Because they, they work on the farm. And so we see that the black family works on this farm. And then... Um, and they get set up in their house. This is when she defends herself because the the dad wants to sleep in the living room. And she's like, no, you're not sleeping in my living room. My grand piano is going in his living room. He's like, yeah, throw out the grand piano. We don't need it. And she's like, yo, let me tell you. I went through. I, like, I didn't say anything when you wanted to move here. I didn't say anything when you like got swindled. Yeah, but that piano is staying in this house. And sure enough, the next shot, that dad is on the front porch. That dad is out like in some back house with like leaking and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, and it's, oh, by the way. You could tell, like, where they were before, it wasn't, like, super rich or anything, but it was nice. Yeah, it was there. It looked money. nice. They had money. When they moved to this house, this house on the farm, it looks like garbage. Yep. It looks like crap. No disrespect to people who live on farms. I'm talking about this specific house. Yep. It just, it was, like, the land is muddy. The house is, like, completely unfurnished. It it, it looks decrepit. Mm. You, you know, there's, the land doesn't look beautiful. It doesn't even, like, have, like, a... Like, you know, sometimes when you go out in a rural area, you're like, oh, this is so pretty. It doesn't look pretty. It's a fixer up. It's like a fixer. I think one of the people, I don't know if it's the the the, dad, the black dad or the white dad, but someone comments on how the land needs work. The land needs work. So I don't remember who it is, but yeah. someone does. And again, <laughs> this is me really trying to make sure people don't hate us. Uh, I do think as we're watching this, I do think visually speaking, <laughs> James too, <laughs> I think visually speaking, the film does move a little bit. Like, it is slower, but it's like, I think the director did a good job because it looks beautiful. Everything feels right, but it's the, I'm realizing as we talk about it, it's the story itself that just bothers me. And I know she adapted it, sure, the but the thing is, that story came from this white woman who wrote it. And again, it was a woman, great. But it, when I'm thinking about it right now, this feels like a story where a man would write a story about rape culture or something like that you know like he means well like he means well but there's also things he doesn't know there's things that he may have like read things he may but he haven't he hasn't experienced or hasn't had family members who can relate to this specifically so when i look at this movie and now that we're about to get into the black section of this movie this black section has a little has nuance but it's just the urgency is missing and i wonder how that could have been fixed right because the plot points aren't really there yeah, but also though, but also like, are we really getting into the black section of this movie yet? Like, well, I think I just kinda, because we have. The, well, you're. I see what you're saying, James. You're right, but the dad 
is now about to do his voiceover. Yeah, he's about to do his voiceover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's well, here we go, right? This is where the dad starts talking. It's the dad has black family. He's like, we've been here. He talks about how long they've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, they, uh, I don't know. I forgot. He said they've been there for generations. His dad's generation. Basically, thing that sucks about it is what that means is if you've been there for generations, that means you've been there since you're slaves and you're a sharecropper now. That's exactly right. And he's a sharecropper. Yes. And they live in a shack. Yep. The whole family lives in a tiny so, little shack. There's a lot of them. Too. There's a lot of them. So it's him, his wife, played by Mary J. Blige. Uh, we don't see the other son yet because they. I think he already went to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's... Uh, uh, how many? It's three boys three. and a daughter, I think. Right, because there's like the the second oldest boy, there's the daughter, and then there's a, a younger yeah. one, right? Yeah. Isn't that three? Isn't that four boys, including Jason Mitchell? I thought it was like three kid, three male four boys. Four kids all together, or five kids? Yeah, four. Oh, I think, sorry. I think it was four. I think it's okay, four sorry, kids sorry, all sorry, together. I think so too. Um, and I actually don't remember much about this. I just remember. He, do you remember? What he he, he legit. Like he legit talks about, about the land. They used to like. Like, like he wants the. He wants the. We know his aspirations. He wants to own a piece of land yeah. for himself, and he's saving up for it. Um, and the thing I do like about, I think, um, was it Roy Brown? Is that his name? Uh, okay. Rob. Rob. Uh, James, you're good with names. Was uh, the guy who played the dad. Yeah, the guy who played that. Um, the guy who played his dad. The cop, black cop. Rob, Rob, Rob Morgan. Rob Morgan. The thing about Rob Morgan that I like a lot is that when they show him, he encourages, like, his daughter says something like she wants to, uh, like, she wants to go to, like, Chicago where, like, people do all these kind of things. And one of the sons goes, no, no, no woman's ever done that. And he stops and goes, she'll be the first woman to ever do it. She'll be the first. And to me, something She said like, she wants to be a stenographer. Yes. Yes, she wants to be the typist at in mm-hmm. like courtrooms, and I was like that the myth, the mere fact that like um, the mere fact that she's he's like you will be the first. I just love that kind of encouragement, especially coming from that kind of situation. Like he wasn't beaten, he was hopeful, which I think is very hard for people to have. Like I, I mean, I I think I brought up on this podcast. My mom is um a little bit older, so her and my my aunt. They grew up as, I won't call them sharecroppers, but they grew up working on farms for white people. Like, my mom grew up legit picking cotton yeah. until she moved to the city, like, at a younger age. And my aunt, her cousin, I guess my fake aunt, I don't know what we call But, like, she had to stay in the South a little bit longer and picked cotton as well until she got to D.C. So, like, I know people live that kind of life, and I also know people get, at least some of the people I've met who are older, not saying they gave up hope, but they just became complacent with it. So the fact that this dad still had excitement and, like, wanted more, I really liked and wanted more for his kids and was encouraging them. I thought it was really cool. So I did think that was a good addition to this. Right. But as James is saying, he does nothing in this point but talk about the land and how he hopes to own his own land. And then it's gone from him very quickly. I mean, we see everybody, but it's then it's back to the white family, right? Yeah. Like, Do we hear from Mary J. Blige at this point? Uh, I want to say yes. But I forgot what she... Was talking. Do you remember? Do you wait, remember? Do, wait, does she does she talk at this? She does. I don't know if she talks at this Cause, point. Because I, because I, because I feel like I remember happening is I remember going from. Um, <clears throat> sorry, and the reason I'm having a tough time with this movie is because I, it was hard for me to watch. It was like, it's I, slow, man. I, I, like I, it was just hard, but and it was hard. Not for me only to, is it slow, but so like when you watching it from the standpoint of a podcast about leading actors of color in Hollywood. 
you you watch the beginning of this movie and you go, there's something haze. It's like a white haze sort of happening in the first first hour and fifteen minutes of this movie. It's just kind of like there's a lot of white. What is what is that? Is it my screen? Is it, oh no, it's it's the actual rendering of this movie that we are sort of really sort of watching these white people, and then also there's a story with black people happening. Is sort of what's happening in the first hour and fifteen minutes. I guess minutes I, I think we do. I think we do hear from her, and because when we hear from her, I think she talks about her son, right? Because then we see yes, like flashes. Yes, yes, you're right. She talks about I held his heart in my. She basically yeah. it, it is a like I held his heart in, in my hand. Yeah, I like, and she talks about Jason Mitchell a little bit. Right, but I don't think we see him yet, though. I remember. I know periodically we see Jason Mitchell like. When he's in, when war. he's in war, right? Mm-hmm. We see him like because he he's he's a part of a tank division. Oh, this no, you're right, you're right, son, you're right. Uh, so we hear Mary J. Blige talk, and as she's talking, he's getting he's going off to war, right? So we have that he has his goodbye where he goes around and says goodbye to everybody, uh, and she's talking about it, and she's telling you how he's leaving, and when he and when they drive off, she gives him her she gives him her back because it's bad luck. To look at somebody as they leave, uh, we see that we see it, and That's she's right. And she's giving the voiceover of it as well. She's like, don't, don't they say something like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's her or the white family, but somebody says when they listen to FDR, is that me? No, that's not. No, me. it's not me. That's James. That's, that's, yeah. that's uh, James. All right. Yeah. All right. They, they say what? there's just like some like I don't know. Every now and then we just hear like, it's like someone's touching the court. Anyway, weird. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, a, a, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone.
Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um... We hear them listening to the uh, FDR speech about Pearl Harbor, her mm. Pearl Harbor thing, and they say something like, "That's when my life changed forever." It was, it was um, the wife. It was a white wife. It was, it was Carrie uh, uh, Mel. Because the brother goes mm-hmm. off to war, and she kind of liked him having, and around. she and she liked him there. And the thing that's so interesting about that is that then we get to see flashes of both um, Tron and um, Easy E when they're off in war or whatever. And and Tron has the photo he has with him. It's not of his brother or his dad. It's is of uh, the wife and the two daughters. I did not realize that. The, 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 the photo he takes everywhere he goes is of the wife and the daughter. Not the husband, Whoa. not the brother. And I was thinking someone was going to dress like, is that his kids? Like I was like, did he? are those even, his kids? I didn't even realize that. The whole time. Because he carries wow. that. He carries it. He car- he has it. Um, Man, he carried a flame for her for so long. He had it when he was in the. Like, I remember seeing it distinctively twice, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's well, that's interesting." Yeah, it's like that's the brother she should have married. That's one of the major plots in this movie. Yeah. Um, they again, like James was saying, they have a lot to deal with. There's like this, you know, she has the romance thing going yeah. on. She has the this, you know, she has a oh, yeah. So a love triangle, like in the fact that she loves this brother that she can't really love. She has her husband who she's having trouble with and that she's on she's with her kids. Then there's a subplot that she has with this other white family who's super poor, you know. Which I'm like, why do I even I guess can we t- can we talk about that part? Like I don't even know when the first time it comes up. Oh, I do. Like I guess the farm isn't doing well. Yeah, and he's like, like I'm gonna fire because he keeps killing the horses. Cause the black the the black well, Rob, right. that's one of the Yeah. Yeah. Early on, Rob goes to him and is like, yo, they keep Killing the horses because they don't know how to like treat them, whatever. He's like, I'm gonna have to fire you. Uh, and then the wife comes, and, and Carrie Mulligan definitely has a statement of like, um, everything happens when the husband is away. Like all the issues happen when like he's gone. Well, he fires the he fires this poor white man who's working for him, right? Mm-hmm. And he tells that he tell and he's like, please, I have a wife. He's like, I have a wife and the kids. You're yeah. terrible. You're fired. Yeah. So then, yeah, then. His the this poor white dude's wife comes to Carrie Mulligan, <clears throat> yeah, and she and she begs her like, please convince your husband he'll listen to you, he, and she's like, 
no, he won't. Like, he won't listen to me. Even though she kind of knows he probably would. Yep. She doesn't try. She's just like, no. And she goes, but would you hire us? And I was like, well, what is, what the hell is the point of that conversation? Oh, right. Well, she, you know what the point yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Is, uh, did she hire him? She know. did, right? Like, did she hire, I remember she basically asked that question and then the, it's a close-up of Carrie Mulligan and she just looks off to the right. And I was like, well, did she? I'm legit remembering this. I don't think she answers it. I'm remembering this stuff out of order now because I'm I'm realizing that everything we see with the black people, a lot of times it's just like them in response to something that's happening with the white family. So like, you know, like the horse thing. Like that's when we see we see the dad like talking about the horse, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I mean, it is also them like reading the letters of yeah, Jason the, Mitchell yeah. at the at the dinner. But and we that, realize that that dad's a pastor too. Which and is, the dad's a pastor, right? We see him, and he's a pastor. Um, but I remember when they're reading the letter. That's when they're interrupted by Jason Clark, aka John Connor from Terminator yep, Genesis. Yep, John Connor. He comes. He by the way, every time he comes to their place, he bangs on the door like a cop constantly, constantly. Like he does bang on the door like a cop constantly. Just bangs on no respect. Bang on the door nighttime, and then he'll go up. Like when they first got there, that's the first time we see this black family. When yep. They first come and it's like dark, and he's like, "We need help unloading." Yeah, he just tells them, and he's like, "All right, but you need to do it by nighttime." He's like, "Well, oh, we were expecting you tomorrow," and he's like, "Yep, we're here now. We need help unloading." Like doesn't ask, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, he, and he kept saying, "Like you need to do it before nighttime." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and also, the, but this, he, yeah, this, this is again one of my issues. It's like, I, look, man. It's like I understand America has a history. I totally get it. But this is 1941. Low key, some of these people still are alive. Like, some of these people are sitting at your goddamn dinner table at Thanksgiving. You know, some of these people, like, still exist. And I'm not, and I mean that for both sides. I mean, people just like John Connor and just like the dad from, uh, I mean, the cop from um, Stranger Things. So it's like, I'm looking at people who've oppressed others and people who have been oppressed for a very long time. And I'm like, why, why do we continue to show these in movies? Like, I understand, like, there's a difference if, like, we're taking people to a time period that we thought once was forgotten, right? Like, but that's not the case. And not only did we have this movie, but in 2018, maybe 2019, we know for sure that there's going to be two TV shows that depict slavery still. Like, I know, I know that I'm going to see a show on HBO where the Confederacy won. I know that show is going to be represented by people who have no problem showing rape and brutality. So I know that that will exist. So I know I'm going to see more... I, I legit, and it's not even a joke. Yeah. It's not even a joke. And I told my agent this. I've had two nightmares about getting cast on that show. Because, no, I'm serious. Because as an actor, wow. you know they're going to get unknowns for that. And it's like, who are you to say no? But you know, at the end of the day, if you're not one of, I hope they have like a rebel slave who gets vengeance. But you may not be cast as that guy or that woman. You might be cast as the one that you see the brutality done upon him and his family. And what do you do? Like, the, the show Black America, which I hope is great, will show a portion of like, oh, this is what it's like to see a black utopia, but it's also going to show what it's like with the outside world that pe- black people had to have their own section of the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do I have to keep seeing... The... I, we live in a world where a man ran for like the Senate and said that America was... implied America was better when slavery existed. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we got to keep... See- why, do I, yeah. why do we have to keep seeing this? And the fact that a black woman did this doesn't make it different to me. It's like, no, I'm happy you have a job, but yeah. I'm tired of seeing black people. Come on, man. Like, I'm, we're back. 
Yeah. We are better I mean, than just this. I go back and forth about like how I feel about like the depiction of slavery on screen. Like, do we need to do it? Do we not need to do it? And like, I don't even know if that is the reason why, because obviously this movie isn't about slavery, but, but I, I, uh, I don't even know if this is particularly the reason why I didn't like this movie, but like, I feel like the movie starts, right? And you like, like two or three scenes in, you kind of write the rest of the movie. Like you kind of know, you kind of know everything that's going to happen after, after the first bit. And it's, and it's like, and I think that that is where the problem is. It's like, are there other stories that can be tell, told or can the stories be told in a different way? Like, cause I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. No, it's true. That's, all, that's, I, that's one I of get. the things that I was thinking about when watching this. I was like, why is this story being told now? Because in terms of the white family, even in terms of like, this coming from like a a woman's perspective, I just thought we've seen this. We've seen an older move. You know what I mean? Like, like, like decades ago, where the husband like basically completely controlled their wife. I mean, we like Mad Men was a huge thing. You know what I mean? It's like we see we've seen that. There's nothing. You're not showing anything new about it. Like. What, how does that relate to today? Why? What am I watching this for? There are so many stories that are untold. That's the thing. Is like I don't think people realize how many stories are not being told on screen. That's why I'm mad at stuff like this because I'm like, out of all the stories that haven't been told yet, you chose to tell this one? With the black family, we see another one of the scenes that happens is her child is sick. This white woman's child is sick. He, she's like, you know, they have the whooping cough. You need to go get a doctor. He goes, tries to go get the doctor, but it's raining outside. The bridge is flooded out. He can't get out. He can't go to the doctor. So what does he do? Goes to the black family's home. Bangs on the door. Opens up. Uh, we need your help. Uh, we can't, can't get to town. Need a nurse. Child is sick. You know, okay, what do you want us to do? Well, your wife, she's a, a what do you call them? Um, not a handmaid. She wasn't a handmaid, but like a, uh, I don't know what it's called, but she kind like, she knew medicine. You know what I'm saying? But she like helped deliver. Oh, goodness gracious, Tessa's gonna be so mad at me for not forgetting the name of that. But she helped deliver his babies. What is that called, Nick? Do you remember? Midwife. Midwife. Yes, thank you. She's a midwife. So she's a midwife, and she's like, "I'm just a midwife. I don't, I don't know anything about medicine or whatever." And she's like, "Please, we need your help." Fine. So my wife is scared. My wife is scared. All right. So she gets. She gets the she gets you know this, and then but see I just said she gets the midwife but that's what it becomes it's just the black woman becomes the midwife and she's like she's reluctant to go then she goes she helps it out the kid you know even though the wife the wife uh, you know uh, Carrie Mulligan at first is like well, who is I said get the doctor and she's like this is all I could get it's flooded out she helps blah blah, blah. and she's like thank you and she's like oh let me hire you, you no know? no no she didn't she, it was so funny because this is the part I really got mad at. Cause he goes like the the husband doesn't want her there. Uh, the black the black. Guy, oh Rob, right. He does not. He the does, father. The father does not want her, and he's like, do not work for them. They don't own us. They can't call us up at any time of the night because they want something. Right. We we work for them. We pay them rent. He's right. definitely very adamant about it. Right. And when Carrie Mullick and this this sequence probably made me the most mad, and it was so subtle. This is that ally problem to me. Like when she goes, I'm going to hire you. Like, you need, and then she goes, and she look, and she does this bullshit that pisses me off. She's like, 
you know, I need help cleaning the kids, blah, blah, blah. Heard your body's like, no, I think I'm okay. You may be okay, but think about your family, right? And for some reason in my mind, I'm like, do you think, do you think you, know you're, you need the money? Do you think you're helping this black woman out by doing this? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because I keep thinking about like things that I see nowadays. And, and get me wrong, like I, 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 be, I believe that all feminist, feminism should be feminism, right? I really do. But then when I see things like the Oscars, when I see people speak out, like I'm like, do you guys include the women of color who can't get even close to these opportunities? Like I remember just Viola Davis saying last year, it's like, yeah, I understand. Jennifer Lawrence, you make blockbusters. You do. You should get the same amount of money as everybody else. But do you do realize that the four top black actresses don't even get a quarter of what you get? And that's us combining, combining it. So when I saw this moment, it just felt like this, this is the part of you think you're helping, but you're not helping because you don't listen. Like, it's like you're not listening to what this woman said. She don't want to work for you. We good. I mean, she good. Right. But then she, but then she's like, oh, we're not good because what, ha- what had happened was the father felt he was like on a ladder. He fell down. He broke his leg. And when he broke his leg, the <laughs> freaking. He did it fixing the house. He did it fixing their house. He, he did it fixing the white family's house. Of course. He did it working. Mm-hmm. No workman's cop comp because, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the white dude comes over and he's like, he's like, okay, I need, uh, you guys have to pay more. He doesn't even get him a doctor, bro. Doesn't get him a doctor. My man. Oh, right. What doesn't get him a doctor is the one who secretly pays for the doctor to come later, though. Yeah. He she doesn't do that until he's been sitting there because he said because uh uh John Connor, John Connor. Sorry, my phone is legit, just like freaking out right now. Like John Connor comes to the house and like, I need you to come get this this mule, uh, and rent it from me. She comes later in the night, pays him because he was already home. For three to four weeks right. with a hurt leg, and my this is the mo- this is the most devastating scene in the whole thing is he feels so bad because he need, he needs that money. He gets up and tries to put his pants on and walk, and you can see the bone. Oh God! You can oh, see the bone is like horrifying. Yeah, he, he breaks his leg. And this is the thing: even when he does that, he still puts the pants on and attempts to move. Yo, he still attempts to move. Right, you're right. They're trying to. Basically, he was like, he was like, your kids aren't producing. Oh, all the kids work. By the way, they all are out there working. Hard, hardcore labor <laughs> out in the fields. They're all working. This dude comes like, look, you know. And the thing is, it's because he's poor. He's getting poor too because he freaking he was an idiot. He never he 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 didn't listen to his. He didn't consult with his wife. He bought a a piece of land that he shouldn't have bought. A dumb like a farm that wasn't really profitable because of like the land. The land it wasn't great. He got swindled out of a hundred dollars from a house. He gets here. His brother went to war. Can't help. He he fi- he has to fire the white people who are working for him because they're incompetent. Uh, you know, and he loses like he loses a mule. Um, and then his black family that's working for him, the you know the person who's working for him the most gets hurt. And so what does he do? He's like, well, I'm getting pressed and squeezed for money now. So what I'm gonna do is oppress the people below me. And that's what happens in America, right? It's just like cool. The people at top oppress white people in the bottom, so those white people could turn around and oppress the minorities. Mm-hmm. And then you know the black men oppress the black women, and it's just the, yeah, it's it a, goes down. Yep. It's a cycle. And then the women oppress their children, and then the children grow up. You know what I mean? It's just this vicious cycle that happens. So or, or we all oppress the land and the animals. <laughs> you know, so um, you know that's kind of interesting, but not that the movie actually really talks about that stuff. You just see it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, you can think about it, but. 
the actual story is not talking about and delving into it. We're just seeing bad things happen. So we see a bad thing happen to this family again. Um, and so she has to work. And then there's a scene where she's working in the house and the father, Jonathan Banks, um, the racist father, uh, he come like he try he like hits on her or like, yeah, what does he do like he, he says something real like skeevy about her body, like skeevy, like goes like, and then she just picks up a knife and she's he's like, he what I don't know. I mean, like he just calls her the N word. I'm sure I've yep. honestly blocked this out. He just is super racist to her. Um, and that happens. And anyway, uh, the thing I is, think like, this movie hurts because now we're like, finally maybe to Jason Mitchell. Yeah, because yeah, it, we've uh, seen a couple of scenes with him. He with like we've seen that he's fighting in the tank. We see the other brother, the white brother. Mm-hmm. He's in the air force. We see both of them like lose lose people. Lose people. We found out that Jason Mitchell was a yeah. sergeant. And I and I'll say that I did like I did like the parallel of like the guy getting uh, shot. Uh, and him needing to call for a medic at the same time as his like dad getting hurt. I like. I oh, was right. like, I guess this is cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. I should give the movie this. I thought that this part. Cool. I thought that part was cool. <laughs> no, no, the the directing of that was awesome. Like yeah. the editing and the directing of that was great. It's just like it's just, and you see that he's falling in love. Where is he in Germany? In Germany? Uh in Germany. He falls in love with a white woman. In Germany. Yeah, a German. <laughs> And it's so interesting because like at first you think he's just having sex with her, and then you realize like, oh, they actually like like each other a lot. And this is the one thing I wanted to say to people was like, you saw the pride and happiness he felt, and he definitely said that at one point because they show him a couple times where he's on the balcony and he's like, these people are treating us very nice. They treat us much better than those white people back home. And I will say like, uh, me and one of my friends went over to went overseas. We went to um, Spain, and uh, I remember people asking how it was, and I was like, it was very interesting because. You know, they liked they liked America at the time, but I was like, it was different. They liked us because we were black Americans. It was it was very specific because like we met like, you know, English black dudes who didn't get the same amount of love. Uh, we met some other people, but like everyone, women treated us differently. Those black people treated us differently. When we went to restaurants, the white people treated us differently. But it wasn't. It was almost like the way my way me and my friend described it was. It was like you were like this unicorn. It was like it was like this thing that like people didn't get to see. It was like you were like. People were happy you were there. And it sucks because could you imagine, like many people, going to fight for your country, a country that you believe in, and being treated like second rate? And you going somewhere else? I mean, like, war is awful. And for war is him, terrible. For him to have a better experience fighting a war just because the other people treated him better. Which is sad because at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, I, we just listened to our president in a civil rights museum and never said the word African-American the entire time. Never said the word racism the entire time. Never said fight against oppression the entire time. Never said anything that actually these people were actually dying and fighting for, getting hosed down for. So it's like it's not even like these things don't exist. So when I'm watching this movie, it's like I get why you're showing this, but you're not showing me something that I don't know and that modern day people don't know. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, kid, <laughs> my little cousin is 11 years old, if anything, and she tr- knows it. Yeah. If anything, you're trying to alienate us from it. It's the same problem with Detroit. It's like. People are watching this. Nobody's thinking about the parallels of today, except for the people who are already woke. It, the only, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Everybody else is just thinking, yeah, yeah, that was bad back then. Good thing we're not like that today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So again, I don't know. Is it a reminder? I don't think so. Because we know. I, about, what are we learning about these characters? Are yeah. we learning anything more about human nature? My reminder is let me go watch Fox News. I can tell you exactly how people feel about me when I watch that. No offense. I watched it last yeah. night because when we were recording this, you know, uh, Roy Moore just lost. 
lost the race. And like I watched Fox News last night, and I know exactly how people feel about that race. I know exactly how people feel that black women, literally black women came out and held down America. And now motherfuckers are shocked. They're like, oh my God, black women are voting. What do we do? It's like, man, these these women been having everybody back, but no one gives them credit. You still had majority of white women still voting for this goddamn pedophile. And it's like, why do I need to watch this movie to tell me something that I can literally watch the news today and see? I just don't understand. Show me some shit that I don't. Show me. If you don't make a movie about slavery, show me motherfucking Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Show me a movie about a woman, a black woman, who does something positive. That's what I'm saying. I'm mad. It's like, we, haven't, we still don't have a movie about Harriet Tubman or Frederick Douglass, but we're, but we're doing Mudbound? And this is no, and again, and this like, is a fake story. It's a, it's a, it's a, fi- it's fiction. And again, this, I'm not trying to diss. We're not trying to diss the director because she adapted this. We get it. But the thing is, the point we're trying to make is that, and we understand you can't. We did 12 Years a Slave. We said the same thing. It's like, you know what? Sometimes we need these movies because, you know, whatever, whatever. We did it. All right, fine. All right. We said the same goddamn thing when we reviews Birth of a Nation. Cool, cool, cool. But I am fucking tired. My, I'm physically tired of watching these movies. And, like, we're not trying to disrespect people for suggesting these movies, but it's like, how many times do we have to see black people who treat it like shit? Like, you don't, they don't even get a redeeming quality. You don't even redeem them at any point in this movie. It's different if, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, the black people are like, you know what? They're going through this right now, but don't worry. This dad is going to come out. He's going to make money back. He's going to get it. No. Let me tell you who the fucking movie works out for. It works out with fucking Tron because he gets to go out to be in fucking New York and, I guess, be an actor or a businessman. Or L.A., yeah, right? You know Those what I'm saying? Like, LA. whoever the fuck he goes, but, like, he's, yeah. he's good. He's good. And I'm like, what a, who, who is this benefiting? Like, what, what, what am I aspiring? What am I learning from this movie? Nothing. Nothing but that the country I live in doesn't give a fuck about me. Right. That's what I'm learning. And you're my when what, what part are we even on? And we talked about Jason Mitchell for real in depth yet? Is a nigga still well, in no, war? Because we barely now I think now <sighs> is like the time where he finally gets back from war. And him and uh Tron, they they uh they both get back from war. And the first thing we <clears> see <throat> is Jason Mitchell gets off the bus. He's got his military uniform out. Out for uh sorry, his military uniform on. He's looking great. He's got his, got his got little got, medal on there. Know, he's got his medal, he's got yeah. his pack. He walks into a, a store. The woman there greets him. Hey, how you doing? She's really friendly. This white mm-hmm. woman greets him. She's really friendly and nice. He, he takes a couple of things. He's like, I'm buying this. I'm buying that. He's got some money now because, you know, he was a soldier. Mm-hmm. He was making money. You know, she's like, oh, little, let me get a little chocolate. This is for my mom. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Here she goes. She puts it in the back. He takes it. He goes to walk out the door, the front door. And then we got uh, the racist dad. The racist dad and his son. Who owns the farm? And then who's that other racist white? There's some another. other racist white friend that his dad. Oh, his dad. And they go, "What are you? Where are you going, boy?" Immediately, "Where are you going, boy?" It's Nowhere. Like, I'm just trying to get past. Could you imagine? No, first of all, people <laughs> need to understand this. Could you imagine being a grown ass man, a man who has seen death, a man who has defended your right to call me racist? That's why I think about Barack Obama all the time. Like he's like, I know people don't agree with me, but I am here to defend your right to say these things to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man gave his life, like, literally put his life on the line for you, and you'll call this grown man boy? He's wearing his uniform. Boy? The boy? War, World War II. And then you question, <laughs> and then you question World what War he did? II. It's not even the Vietnam War. And the thing I'm putting up is, like, I understand this He's movie. the greatest generation. Consider the greatest generation. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the thing is, these, and again, what I want to harp on is that these people exist. Like, yeah, we know like, that. Like, this, if it, like, those people are still alive today, yo. They may be old as fuck, 
but they allowed today. Anyway, this is still Memphis. I mean, this is still this is Mississippi. You walk out the back, blah blah. blah he's all raises, and then he kind of <clears throat> turns around and starts to walk out. Then he turns back and he's like, "You know what? What did he say? He said something about like he." He he basically said kind of the same thing. He's I like, for, I, fought I fought for, for your, your right. Yeah, you're here. You're still here. Cause I fought, yeah, because of yeah, something like that. You know, basically, he just stands up for himself. Doesn't really does it. He doesn't like. He could have cursed the mat. He could have punt. Doesn't really do anything. Just stands up for himself and then walks out the back. But can I tell you one thing right there? <laughs> right there, and this is the thing people don't understand. Is like all he did didn't raise his voice, didn't do much of anything. Just literally spoke back, you know, which is the same thing but cops the get thing mad is, at. Go ahead. Oh yeah, wait no, keep going. No, because my point is, my point is, people. I'm trying to give people examples. Like when you watch certain things, and every time something happens to a black person in the news, when it comes to police, it's like, but what did he do? Like, did he did he get aggressive? I've seen white people Uh, yell at cops. My man right here, all he did was defend himself by speaking back, which oftentimes you see on the news. And it's like, again, my point about this is, is that I understand why this movie shows it. But if I wanted to see a black person mistreated by defending himself, I would literally watch any one of these fucking tapes on the news of a black person being like, why are you arresting me? I'm looking at, even though Hannibal Barris is drunk, he's not stumbling. He says, why are you arresting me? And I'm seeing him be, I'm seeing him be yelled at police. Right. Like, if I want to see this type of situation, I can look at today. I don't need to see this again. Like, I'm yeah. tired of seeing yeah. this shit all day, every because- day with black people. I mean, because it like it's really that thing of like it 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 really does distance the audience from it by by choosing to to go to a time period where rules were where rules were different because like I would I would make the parallel of like oh he didn't even he he didn't even do anything wrong he just said what he was doing he didn't even raise his voice but we're live but it's. But that's happening in a time where, like, he also wasn't allowed to just walk out of the place from the front. So it's like, you know, like, it doesn't, like, if I'm looking at that, I'm not even going, like, yeah, that's right. Like, and that's what happens with the cops with people. Cause I'm going, no, if he couldn't go out the front door, then that was really dumb of him to say, like, I was doing, like, like, it's a, it's, he should be able to say that. He's wearing his uniform, but like, you know, if I if I'm a present day audience member and I am looking at this, I'm going, oh well, you know, black people back then things were bad for them, but definitely different now for sure. I mean, it sucks because I I mean, anyway, so so that happens. He goes home to his parents. Like everyone's super happy he's there. Yeah. Like I mean, it's one of those wonderful moments because you know his mom was always nervous about. She believed he was making it home. She was like, she she wouldn't let people say certain things. I forgot what it was. She wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. She like, she was always praying for him. She said that. Oh, oh, it was one of the it was one of the nicer moments. His her voiceovers when she said, you know, uh, I would pray for my children every day, but God, please forgive me. When he left, I only prayed for him. Like she only prayed for him for his safe return. This is where Tessa was like, they robbed her of a moment because when he comes home, he sees the mom, but then he goes to the dad and the dad hugs him. The dad's crying and him and his father have a moment, but he doesn't really have that moment with his mother. Like we don't really, we don't really see, you know what I mean? Like not the same way we see with the father, which, which Tessa was like, that, that doesn't feel right. Like, you know, just, we've seen the connection with the mom like mm-hmm. and i was and i was guessing that maybe the reason they showed it with the father they it's that because like it's 
you know, it's not unexpected for a man to break down crying. And, he, and Tessa was like, yeah, but that's some BS. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's the, could it, like, especially because the whole thing was about like the mom having this moment. And it's like, you're telling me she, she can't get it? The whole, yeah, the whole thing is she it. wanted the moment. Yeah, but she does get a moment later where they're, it's at night and they're on the porch and he like gives her the chocolate that he bought. And she's like, oh, I'll give it to the kids. And he's like, no, 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 ma, I bought that for you. That's for you. She's like, I want to watch you eat it. I want to watch you eat it. And yeah, it's that was super nice, super sweet. But but then the moment is that the same? Is this the same night when he comes back the first time? The same night when the he same comes night. back. Oh, and then the and, and, the, and, the and, and now 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 uh, Terminator comes back and shit. John Connor comes. You asking for trouble? Heard what you did, like what you did back there to my dad. Like, I mean, he saw it, he was there. I know, but it's so interesting. I'm like, so my man can't speak up for him. No, he can't. And then it's and then the father's <clears> like, oh, what did he do? And he was like. He would try to walk out the back, the front door, and like you could tell, the father was like, "This is why you come in here." Like, but he didn't. He couldn't say anything, and he was like, "All right, um, you know, he apologized, and he's like, i 'I'm sorry,' and he's like, "Okay, well, my father will want no apology too." Can I tell you how how bad this 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 part hurt because it's like. I've seen, and I think I told you how this offline, but like I've seen this kind of fear in some of the men that I know in my life, like the older ones who are like in their 80s, 70s, 80s. I've seen when like a white figure, especially police, if a cop comes around, they instantly, they change. Like they change into- a survival. Yeah, they change into this thing. And to see the dad change into that and to see Jason Mitchell instantly go into the yes, sir, sorry, sir, like that kind of stuff, it just irked me in a way. And I'm, I'm happy for one thing. I'm happy this movie did not show- him apologizing to that dad. I'm, I feel like that was a very conscious decision. Yeah. And I'm happy they didn't do that. Um, and then, honestly, the rest of the movie, I've blacked out of my mind from here on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. James, do you have anything to say? No, I mean, this, the next bits of stuff that happens is the 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 worst of it for me <laughs> well do you i mean the friendship uh, it, like now it's like the him bonding with the guy that he but the thing is like this friendship yeah was... but which again like it's like you know this is gonna happen when they both go off t to war like it's like i know that i'm gonna see this and i know that like this is gonna be the reason that something horrible is gonna happen to the black family like it's just like uh, like of course this is what happens next like of, of course he's feeling ostracized uh by his people or or feels uncomfortable at home and like look and it's realizing that you both feel uncomfortable at home because you both went through this experience together that that's what brings them together as people i don't now that's a very real thing that really happened to people so i'm not shitting on that as an ideal as a and as a and as an experience but i don't i don't want to see it in a in a movie again it's like also I, not like, not even the main focus i mean like a lot of people have been talking about that part as if it's the main focus of the movie like it's in the show it's in like when you read the description of the movie like that's part of it and i'm like yeah it's a it's honestly a small part of this film like it's not what this film is centered around it's not the beginning of yeah, the film like but it is but it is like you know, if you're thinking about Jason Mitchell's character, it's one, it's some of the most stuff that we see from him. Is it's like, his only art. Yeah. 
his relationship with with this guy and 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 you know what i'm gonna also i'm gonna say i don't even think it's that i don't want to see this in movies i maybe even would have been totally fine seeing an entire movie about that like had the move this this movie been their relationship and 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 how they came together and tried its damnedest to have both jason mitchell's pov and uh is this the and, and uh Trump. what's the other guy Tron? No. Tron. <laughs> I, I didn't see Tron. So I, but like if 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 the movie tried its damnedest to have both of their POVs and like us seeing them both as people, both at home, both uh in their relationship together and like really seeing that flourish and have a totally different story to it, uh, I would watch that movie for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, having yeah. even having the same even having the exact same outcome of this but had it been had the focus of the movie just been these two people i don't know i would have loved that i think i think it would have been more right. interesting but it's not it's not the focus of the movie it's something that happens in the middle of the movie and meanwhile by the way when that's happening with jason mitchell nothing else is happening with him but for <clears throat> garrett for tron a lot of other stuff is happening He's yeah. ca- he's getting drunk. He's dealing with uh, alcoholism. He's uh, um, post uh uh what was it uh, P- PTSD. He's dealing with PTSD. He's estranged from his. He's getting more estranged from his brother, and he's still falling in love with his brother's wife while fighting with his dad. While fighting with his dad, exactly. He has a whole thing with his dad. He's building a he's building a freaking uh shower. He builds a shower for the for the wife because Carrie Mulligan is like getting oogled and eyed at by his mm-hmm. cre- this creepy dad who's now hit on the. The black, black wife mm-hmm. and and his son's wife, like mm-hmm. disgusting. He's gross. He literally will walk past her when she's like in the yeah in the tub. tub. Yeah, which is why he builds a shower. He's yep. like, I figure you guys could use some privacy. You know, like all this other stuff is happening with them with with those two. Meanwhile, what's a, what else is happening with Jason Mitchell? He's waiting to be victimized. There's just, nothing else happening. It's just him having this conversation there. What else happens with the black family? Do, do the do anybody in this family do do they have any semblance of an arc? No, the dad wants to get back to work so he can work for his family. Mary J. Blige is working. He wants to get back to work, but he doesn't. Lily, Mary J. Blige vanishes to me. Like, the thing is, I understand she got, yeah. I understand she got uh, uh, nominations and stuff, and I'm like, I, I get it. I love that she got it. I'm not disrespecting her. I'm just saying, but like, when it comes to her character, I'm like, I don't know. Anyway. Her character J- is that she's missing her son when he's at war, and then he comes back, and then she's happy that he's back. It's, and it's, then she's sad when he gets victimized. That's, that's her character. There's nothing else that happens. There's so much else that happens with the white family. Yeah. <coughs> Jason everything. Clark has a... He, everything is dysfunctional within that family. There's a dysfunction between the husband and the wife. There's a dysfunction between the wife and, the, and, and uh, her husband's father. There's a dysfunction between the two brothers. The, those, <laughs> the wife and you know her brother-in-law are like in love with each other, and it's like disquieted. The brother is having this secret relationship with this black man who he's yeah. realizing, like, yeah, I mean, he already friends. wasn't really that racist, but then he's like becoming even greater friends with him, yeah. which puts him at odds with his own father. All of that stuff is happening. And then we go over to the black family, and it's just Jason Mitchell is a part of this relationship, but he doesn't even say much. Like, when they when they had their conversation, he he's was just, just kind of like, you did a perfect impression of it. Oh, because he was looking at him like, because he, he literally, <laughs> he literally, he has two lines every time he talks to him. Why are you being so nice to me, man? Something wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah. that's, you just stare at him. He's just, just staring, staring at, at him. him. Why are you so nice to me? He's like, okay, you know. You crazy? You almost hit me with the car. And the dude's just laughing because he's drunk. And the thing is, all, all the while we know that this friendship is only going to fuck over one of them. 
yeah, we the, know it. The father like sees that, you know, and he's like, I don't know. Like he doesn't really say anything, but he like sees but, it. But Mary J says one thing. She's like, yeah, we need to let him go. He's only staying here because of us. Right. That's the one thing is that because Jason Mitchell's like, I'm going to stay and help at the farm. And the but we never like, see him work. On the we never see him work. That's what I'm saying. It's just like little moments. They're not really, it's not building towards anything. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> even them working, it's like, Okay. Show me you fucking hate it. Show me this is disgusting. They have to, all, it's, all it is is that they're not getting out of this. And we never feel like they will get out of it. Mm -hmm. there's, not a, there's not even a goal. It's not like the father was like, or maybe he even did say this, but honestly, I don't really remember. It's not like they're like, okay, in this X amount of time, we only need this much more money. And then we're, we are able to buy this land and blah, 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 blah. They don't get the amount of money that they need to maybe go buy the land. Like none of that happens. Mm -hmm. What instead what happens is that the father sees Jason Mitchell in the car with his son. Yeah. And Jason Mitchell's like, did they see us? And the son's like, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. They try to let it go. But he leaves a picture, a picture that he, he had just shown Tron mm -hmm. of his wife. His, oh, right. The love of his life. Love of his life in Germany. And a letter. Sorry, not wife. Just this fling that yeah. he had in Germany, but he liked her. Is a letter. And the letter says, you have a child you know, please come yeah. back to Germany. And she has a photo of the child. Now, he has that picture. I don't I I don't know how in God's name he forget he leaves in the car, but he does. Leaves in the car. So, you know, the the grandfather, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, were you with that black boy? I don't know what you're talking about, whatever. He goes to the car. He's he's using the he's using his son's car. He finds the picture. So the KKK comes they grab can, we make, can we make one uh, before okay. you do this? This is nothing that bothers me. Um, yeah. This this movie takes place in what nineteen forty one. It's two thousand seventeen. The KKK still exists. They still have rallies and marches. They 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 legit. And the thing is, let me tell you the thing that bothers me so much mm -hmm. is that even when we depict them on screen, everyone knows that they kill and torture African Americans. I mean, there's photos. I mean, legit. I saw a famous photo of the KKK. And a little white girl pointing at a hung black man. And this little white girl is still alive today. Like, still alive. I'm pretty sure now she has a change of heart from, you know, whatever the fuck. Who gives a shit? But my point is that I'm watching this movie and I'm seeing, like, another fucking white person in a hoodie, like, in a hood, about to torture a black person. So I know where this is going. But they still exist. But then when I look at Black Panthers, who legit had never just, they never just went and just grabbed a white person out of their house and beat them. Like, it never, it never happened. I mean, the most they ever did... Was actually give food, but then, even when it, when people bring up the defense, there was never like some grand shootout with the Black Panthers. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. that wasn't a thing that they did. No, they just they just like they all they themselves. all they did was arm themselves legally. They would, walk, they would exactly they would walk around with guns. It was legal legally, but they would intimidate what that whether there was intention or not. White people got intimidated because they were black people. Man, I mean, they're sensitive. When the fucking when the speaking of Black Panther, wait, when the post of course, yeah, of course. They got intimidated. Like, of course they did. I mean, the post of a Black Panther. I don't Panther care how people. you feel. I don't care how you feel. What is a burning cross on my yard? How's that going to make me feel? Do you think I feel a little? You think I feel a little scared by a burning fucking cross on my front lawn? This is bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm nah, man, so fucking, mad. You nah, guys. I say no, but this movie. I don't know what effect this movie was have. Does it want to make me madder than I am? On a regular basis? Is that what the point of this was? Right, because the end of this movie is just him. The KKK comes. They beat him up. They string him up. He literally is strung up on the fucking Already bar. cut up. Already they, cut. they grab the brother-in-law. 
We're somehow this cheese. is supposed to be a punishment for the brother. Uh, somehow we're as the audience supposed to actually feel bad for the brother. I, I, I almost, and I don't think so, right? Because this is D, and I, and I know she, she was t- taking care of this. But for me, for the point of the story that was written, this novel that was written, I think we're supposed to really be empathizing with the brother-in-law because he feels bad. He just he wanted, has to pick the punishment. He has to pick the punishment, and he had to. And he couldn't def- he couldn't fight off these people because they're all there and they're all racist and he was trying to and he can't defend his friend and so he has to pick the punishment it's either castration or his eyes get plucked out so he chooses castration and you know we don't actually see the castration but we see him strung up beat up bloody is that what they, is that what he picked I thought he picked the tongue oh was it the tongue yeah because he took us he's a mute now I thought it was tongue because he t- doesn't speak at the end they took his tongue I. I, it, I don't know why I assumed that he because, would because he didn't. We he actually did, don't hear him. Yeah, because you don't hear what he says. All you all you hear at that point is them go grab him and he just starts screaming. And it's like, and again, I'm watching this black man bloody, strung up. I mean, if you looked at his face, and I think this is also very probably on purpose. We don't see we don't see it either way, really. You, you don't. All you see yeah. is like little glimpses because it's right. so dark. But when you hear him, when they the when white people ask him like, "Is this your abomination?" Right. and he goes, "Yes," to me, maybe it's because I just saw a documentary on it. But his face resembled, like, the beating and flogging of it just reminded me of Emmett Till for some reason. And it bothered me even more. And I'm like... I supposed to. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you've shown... This, this whole scene has been dark as fuck. The whole scene. The thing is, like, we've barely been, been able to see certain things unless someone's in the light. My man is not in the light, but you're going to make sure I can see this face. And I told... And I, and I get it. I get you want people to see this imagery. But why do I have to... Who is this movie for? Like, who... Like, who, who do you want black people to see this imagery? What are we supposed to feel? Or do you want white people to see it and say, oh, man, I feel bad about this. Like, wh- why the fuck do I need to keep watching this shit and I got to see another scene with him strung up two seconds later? And then at the end of the day... And then, they, and then the black family cries over... I, literally, it's nothing. Nothing else happens. Black family cries over him. We see him go... And then we go back to the white... <laughs> we go back to the white family. We see the brother. We see Carrie Mulligan. They have sex. Yeah. We see them have sex. That's a nice thing that gets to hap- that got to happen for for the white family. Oh, they finally have sex. Yep, and then I missed that. He, yep, he he kills his he kills his dad. I actually missed them having sex, so I'm glad that that did. Oh, that, that's that why you yeah, yeah, that's why you said it. yeah, it did it did, did pay off. Yeah, because I was mad. No, they have, <laughs> yeah, you you you. I also out. is this wrong? Is this wrong? But I laughed when he killed his dad. Is that bad? I actually laughed. My actual response was oh shit, and then I laughed. No, that's. I mean, that makes sense. I hated him so much. I hated him so much. Yeah, we're definitely supposed to I'm be that happy you. that he dies, you know. But it's kind of like he was gonna die soon anyway. He's an old man. Just suffocates him with a pillow. Yeah, which. But the thing is, so the thing is, so traveling about that Pretends is that, that he died in his sleep. <clears throat> the brother doesn't find out. But it's, but this is my thing is like that. That victory wasn't for that black family. And the voiceover yeah, at the end, maybe I'm skipping it. to the end. He's like, they don't know, they don't even know. They don't know. And he's like, but this is what he says. And again, he did this to make himself feel better. He's like, I hope me killing my father gives that the Jackson family some type of reprieve. I'm like, hey man, what would have gave them something is you not fucking stringing this black dude all along throughout the whole movie, knowing that you may not give a fuck about how this is received, but the rest of the white people in this town do. You you sentenced this man to death. Yeah, you put him in harm's way. And then what made it even sadder we is that we able to protect him. What, what what makes it sad, and I guess they're trying to do this for a point. Like we make it back to how the movie started, and it's like them digging this hole. They st- they stop Shep, and what you realize is that the the Carrie Mulligan goes, uh, "No, you guys should just do it. 
you know what he did to their son. Like she says it very quickly. She's not even on camera when it's said. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? But then now that we're at the end, you realize that they like have like harassed and basically, you know, you know I mean the boy the but Jason Mitchell's under the damn the damn he's thing. under there. He's yeah, they I guess like the idea is that like they hit him, they pretended he died or something yeah. like that. But then no, but the father still gets <clears throat> out. The black father still gets out and helps them still helps them bury that dude. Helps them bury the the dude who cut his son's either tongue or tongue off. I mean, but the thing is like and the thing is and they and what's so trifling is that at this point you're supposed to like kind of feel like a very in between way about um Jason Clark because like he's not a terrible white man. He's just like not I'm a good one either. I think we're supposed to Are we supposed that. to hate him now yeah, too? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why the adultery happens and we're supposed to not like him either. But the whole thing is I the I I think what it's supposed to be is at the end of this they're all sad, they're all in the mud, right? Because Jason Clark lost his father and his wife doesn't like him and he's just he's he's ruined his he's ruined his family's life. And he's just like a sad man. The brother is a drunk. He knows he can never be with, you know, his brother's wife. Even though he wants to. He's just going to go to L.A. and drink his sorrows away or whatever. And Carrie Mulligan is trapped in an unhappy marriage. Yeah. And for the black family, oh, right. They have to leave the only place they've ever lived and worked. Who knows where they're going to go? We don't know. And their, son, and their, their eldest son now has to, he's like, a, walk around with a... He has to walk around with a card that says he's a mute. Yeah, and he literally has to leave, and now he has to leave. Oh, did he have a card? Is that he? he in the voice, really and, and no, in the voiceover when he's going to meet his son, he's like, he's like basically, and this is the shit that pissed me though. So he off. goes to Germany. No, no, but this is the shit that pisses me off. They gave him this goddamn monologue, this, this voiceover the, monologue. He gets the last scene of the That's, movie, but it's supposed to be encouraged. It's supposed to be like you know a person who went through all this shit, like that kind of man could even be weak. Or pick themselves up. I remember. Or pick themselves up out of sorrow. You know. Now that man has to walk around with like a card that says he's a mute. But that man has now a life or some shit like that. Basically, basically saying he overcame some type of strong like adversity. Right. Black people been going through adversity their whole goddamn lives. Motherfuckers nowadays can't walk. I can't walk down the street the same way our producer Nick can walk down the goddamn street. And that's in 2017. And I'm in a liberal ass New York City. And you're telling me the great thing that this black man is supposed to have accomplished is that he survived. Being almost killed by the KKK, like you're, you're wait, wait. So you're telling me the justification of his struggle is the fact that he didn't die at the hands of racists. Like, yeah, I'm happy he didn't fucking die, but also this man accomplished so much. And you're telling me the only gift you could give him is that he's not dead. That's it. He has to completely leave his entire his family, family, his everybody, culture, his country. He can't even say hi to his his son for the first time. That's what you're telling me. That's what this black man gets. That's that is the best example you can show of like oh and everybody is smiling. Everybody, and everybody is fucking smiling. Trying. The moment Ugh. when the moment when Clark says um when he says um you know I hope it brought them some peace. We see a close up of the dad just smiling. Just he's so happy. Then at the end it's like what is that? Should my story in this way? No, it's gonna end happy as if like. They've been. This is the gift. The gift he's been given is 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 no speech, and and the absence of a of a of a of his of his family, and the, and the and the and the place that he worked so hard to defend is against him. Yeah, that's the best. I think, think the idea is that like I guess somehow they got a farm, even though we don't know how they did it. I'm reading Wikipedia. It says the Jacksons find happiness on a new farm. What? How? Yeah, I have no. What I, did no they buy clue. the farm, or they're just working on another farm, and they're just happy that they're not being brutally victimized every day? 
At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, Hiss Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Dude, it's one of those things that's like, I don't understand how any of this is supposed to work. Like how, like how they, how they expect, I, fuck this. You know what? James, James, you want tag team? Yep. You want tag team? This, uh, Dear Hollywood, I feel like you might get into this one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm here. I, I'm ready. I just want, I just want to start it off. Okay. Dear Hollywood, if you want to make a movie that talks about the struggles that African Americans had back in the day, stop. Just don't do it. If you're gonna do it, think about think about every time you know you go and a black person, a, uh, a person of color goes into a meeting with a white exec, and they're like, "Oh, but how is this gonna be relate to everyone? Like, can you do this for more than like one episode? What else? What else? What else can experience? Can you think about a movie that we haven't seen? I still haven't seen Harriet Tubman. You know, I still haven't seen a movie where where a woman in the past has done something grand you know like in slavery times can we have a movie where i don't have to see a black person strung up beaten and bloody by the members of the kkk we know the kkk is bad they still exist they still aren't they're still on they got social media you know what i'm saying i got i got a racist in the white house what else do you what, what, what who are you who are you trying to educate at this point because i'm gonna tell you this right now everyone already knows shit is fucked up we know it. we get it we get it so you're not educating white folks in the South because they either know and they assume they're not one of those white people and they don't give a fuck because they are one of those white people. Black people, it don't matter if they're from the South. doesn't matter if they're from fucking Canada. doesn't matter if they're from fucking the suburbs. We all know at the end of the day, if you go out into the world, you're still just a black person. No matter how much money you get. I got a goddamn NFL, I mean, NBA champion, LeBron James, who has someone spray paint nigga on his house. On his house. And that was in 2017. So stop telling me you got to show me this bullshit because you don't. You want to. At the end of the day, you might have some type of fucking freakish fetish where you like seeing these goddamn black bodies. Let me tell you why. Because you ain't giving me no other goddamn options. And when people do things that are great, when I look at fucking Selma, when I look at performances from movies like that, you don't reward those movies. You don't reward those performances. Which reward are things where black people are beaten and victimized. That's what you do. And tell me why is that? Huh? Why is it? Because at the end of the day, it's got to be something. If, if, I was, if I was a woman beater, right? If I kept putting it in all my movies, at the end of the day, you're like, why the fuck does Rock keep, why does Rock keep having these movies about beating women and shit? That's fucked up. Like, why, like, why does Rock keep making movies about orphans? Is, was he an orphan? Like, you're going to start asking questions because you realize that I don't do anything else but these fucked up movies. And it's like, stop making these seem prestigious. This shit ain't prestigious for nobody. All right? I don't want to see a black man get his tongue cut out. I don't. I don't give a fuck if a black woman makes it. I don't give a fuck if a black man makes it. Make, 
Tell them to make something else. Tell them that, you know what? I'm happy you're in this meeting. It's time for us to do something else. You know, how about let's celebrate Black History Month. Legit. Let's do it. Most colleges and high schools don't celebrate it. So let's do that instead. If you want to show about the black experience and about slavery, teach American history properly. You know what I'm saying? Teach kids that the Confederacy wasn't the good old boys. Teach them they were rebels and they actually were against the land that we call home and our American flag, which is why they have their own fucking flag. Every time I hear a white person defend fucking Confederates, I'm like, you do realize when you say make America great again, these motherfuckers weren't trying to make America great because they didn't use the goddamn American flag. They fought against the fucking flag. And what are we doing? What legitimately would we, I got James the Third on the other line. James the Third is one of the happiest motherfuckers. No, I was I know. gonna, you know. No, no, I'm gonna give you a second. I was gonna I'm, tag I'm in, gonna tee you but up. I felt like you had it. No, I'm you a, got it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tee you up, but it's like I got I got James. Like last week, I liked the movie because John changed. And John liked it. I'm looking at this movie. James is mad as shit. And that's and you know a black person's mad when they don't say much. When they so mad, they might just fucking snap if they talk. <laughs> and I feel like I ain't in the room with James, but he ain't saying much because I see he's trying to censor himself. And how do you take no, a, that, it's this, this movie, no offense, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, no offense to the director, I'm disgusted by this story. Legitimately disgusted by it. I don't understand why the book was great. I don't understand why this movie, why this book was the one that was made into a movie. You're going to make this, you're going to make Mudbound over Harriet Tubman? Like for what? Like how? Why? Just explain to me why. I, I, I don't understand like how this happened. And the thing is, it's getting pressed. So I don't even know how to fucking rate this movie. Because Hollywood be better. Give me more options. If you want me to stop shitting on slavery movies. or Sorry, this isn't about slavery. Oh, my God. It's not about slavery. If you want me to stop crapping on movies about victimized black people, let's get more options. Yeah. It ain't that hard. I got 25 movies about white women being actresses. I got TV shows about it. People say they don't like seeing Hollywood. In the last three years, between movies and TVs, I got seven. Set currently either in, like came out of theaters. Lady Bird, she still want to be an actress. You know what I'm saying? Schmilf, she want to be an actress. You know, like La La Land, want to be an actress. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's no, I'm not trying to say that to this because I know women need a shot too. But I'm saying if you can give them six to seven different projects, give us something where like, I don't give a fuck. Give us two black people in Hollywood movies. Or shows, because obviously there are different versions of white people. There's different versions of people of color too. Man, fuck this, man. John, a Jane, I don't know. The only thing I want to say in the in the Dear Hollywood is just if you are making a story because you are ready to just dust off your hand and then give yourself a big old slap on the back, stop. Stop making these movies. Because they are pissing black people the fuck off. And then the other thing I want to say, y'all, when I, did y'all see this? Yeah, so when I was watching the movie, because I was watching, we all saw Mudbound, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody saw it? Yeah, we, we're talking yeah about we all it. saw it. Okay, yeah. So, like, it's like all kinds of different people in it, you know, like we following the different, like, scenes. But then there's one scene when, like, it's the little boys and they all and a little girl too, right? And they're all like they're playing war, and they're like shooting and stuff, and like they're like driving the car, and like and then and then one of them, as the white people pass, one of them like takes a stick and he aims it at the white man. And he's like, "Boom, you dead." Oh yeah, I did remember that part. That was cool. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So then I realized that these three kids, they are all characters in the Hancock universe. Because like, because I could see the car. Could you see the car? Like they had this ability to like build a car. They like could make a car what? appear out of nowhere. And then the, the kid was able to make that gun. He was able to make that gun, that, 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 little, that little stick into a gun. He turned a stick into a whole gun. It was like, wow, you need people like that. It was like, like them together, you know, they were able to like, they kind of like have Green Lantern-esque powers where that like when they think about it, it becomes a real thing. And so like, this is really uh. cool. So like, this is now, this is now another group of people in the, in the Hancock Justice League. So we got Hancock. He's the Superman of the group. Then we got Lonnie or J.B. Smooth from Almost Christmas because he bullets just be bouncing off of his chest. That doesn't make sense. Then De La Cruz from Coco because he could fly. He can't fly. Right? And then music. John, he can John fly because music. John music. Some, then Flor, Flor from, from Spanglish because people are compelled to look at her. The Bulldog from Roman J. Israel because he's like mysterious and strong. And then now we have the three little kids from Mudbound. Because they have the ability to, they have like Green Lantern-esque powers. They can call it things into existence that maybe not everybody can see, but they can see them. I could see it physically. So this is going to be like a great movie. We already got so many superheroes. Can't wait to figure out who the villains are going to be in this. But this is going to be, this is going to be great. <laughs> Stop this. All right, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much uh, we like them or how well they were created uh, in, in, in a in a technical fashion, but did they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood? If we think it did, we'll give it a black fist if we, fully. If we, if we believe that it helped the cause, we'll give it a black fist. If we believe it was somewhat helpful to the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like, hey man, this movie didn't help the cause, I'm sorry, this movie gets nothing. Yep. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, on the count of three, we ready? Nope. One, two, three. We gave it palms. Would you give it, James? Same. Three white palms. I'll be. I'll go first. Uh, uh, I was thinking about giving this movie a fist, but then I was like, nah, because you know what? <laughs> Octavia Spencer got a, a best supporting actress uh, award. What five, six years ago now? And guess what she gets to do? Be a supporting actress. Yep. Uh, yep. Lupita got a Best Supporting <clears throat> Actress Award. Guess what she gets to do? She gets to be a supporting actress. Yep. You know who else got a Best Supporting Actress Award? Monique. Guess what they did for her? They blacked her out of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Told her, hey, yeah, you got Best Supporting Actress, but we ain't going to give you any more money. Yeah, we know that when we give Best Supporting Actress Awards to white women, they go on to star in their own films. But for you, nah, screw you. So, mm -hmm. um... Nah, man. I'm sorry. Mary J. Blige's getting a Best Supporting act Actress nom. I don't buy it. I don't think they're going to do anything for her. Jennifer Hudson, where is she? Listen, so many black women have one Best Supporting Actress. They don't ever get to do anything. I don't know if you've noticed. Have you noticed this? Have you noticed how many black women have one Best Supporting Actress? They Viola Davis. Yeah. Well, she should have won an Oscar. She should have won an Actress. She should have won that Oscar for being Best um, Actress. That whole thing with her not being good enough to beat Emma Stone is crazy to me. Crazy. She, so they, they give black women Best Supporting Actress all the time. They honestly might give it to Mary J. Blige. I don't know. I don't really think. I, I don't understand. Like, again, 
not crapping on Mary J. Blige. She was great, but and she tra- she transformed. You forget that she's in the movie. That's how good of an acting job she does. But her role is so minimal. All the black people's roles are minimal. Hers is the most minimal out of all of the of the entire black. Fa- I mean, other than the like kids. But her role is super small. Uh, okay, and then you're gonna give her an award and what? Pat yourselves on the back? Nah, you're not giving a award. You're not. This isn't helping leading actors, and that's what we're here for. We want leading actors or actresses of color, and I don't think this movie's gonna help any of them really. No. Oh, so no. I give it a. I mean, they're in it, so like it's gonna get something, but you know, in people's minds, it's doing something. So I gave it a white palm because I didn't want to give it nothing, but I don't know. I mean, there's a case to be made that this movie deserves nothing, but anyway. yeah, uh, I'm gonna go next. I want to get this over with. Um, I'm I gave it a palm because it did give these African Americans a job again. This movie has a black composer, mm-hmm. uh, a a black female director, which I support and I mm-hmm. love. A woman DP, like yeah, woman DP is like I totally get what it's done, but as far as the story and how it's presenting African Americans, I'm not okay with it. I don't like it. It really bothers me. Uh, and again, I'm trying my best because I know people out there who want us to do it and you like the movie and I'm not trying to diss it for you. But for me, it's like I this is this is one of the worst kind of representations of black people for me. And it's like you just made us a victim and I'm tired of being a victim. And maybe that's like a lot of personal things I'm putting on to this movie. But I just don't want to watch stuff like that's this right. anymore because I think we're better than this. I think I think I think, yes, we went through this time in, in our in, in our history. And I think we have constantly been reminded about that time via movies. And it's not us who don't know it. It's like, it, it's not us. It's like, if you're trying to make this movie for white people, then maybe you should just, I don't know what you do. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know what the answer is. But it's like, you don't have to make this for us. We don't need to see this. The people you're trying to affect are the ones who say racism doesn't exist. And I don't know how you reach a, 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 a Tommy Lauren or what's her name? The, the white, the young white girl who always be saying racist shit. Oh, yeah, shit. Tony Loretta. Yeah, like, I don't know how you reach those people. But it's not by showing us beaten. Because they're going to simply say, that's not us. That was way back in the day. Let's figure out if you want to reach those people, figure out a different way to do it. But just stop doing this and putting us on the line for that. So, yeah, I mean, I gave it a, a white palm for basically a lot of the same reasons everybody said. Like, you know, I can't give it nothing because, like, I'm glad that Jason Mitchell is doing another movie. I think he's a fantastic actor. You know, Mary J. Blige obviously like is transformative in it, and you know, and and all the black talent in this. Is dope. Um, I, I I think it's amazing that it's a black female director and cinematographer and uh, sorry, uh, what is it, composer and editor and all of that is like really great. And obviously, this has affected our fans because they've been yelling at us to 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 review this movie for a while. So like, so that's important. And like, I don't think that I don't think that it it deserves um, absolutely nothing. But but. It doesn't get a full fist because there are no leading black actors in this movie, and I and I do feel like it's it's a bigger story for the white people in it, and and knowing that this is based off of a book which I have not read, but that was written by a white woman, it, it makes me suspect about the POV of the book. Uh, also, like I mean, and and obviously, like the jumping around in narration is pro- probably is a is a uh, device of the. The book, like maybe chapters are are told by different people, or you know, or sections, or what you know, however it is that they break it down. Um, so like, so that's cool, and and I definitely think that the the director did a good job, and so like all of that, all of that stuff, I had to give it a, a a white palm for that. I couldn't give it nothing, and the little kids too. It's like they're gonna they're gonna keep going. 
What but look, um, the look as everybody knows, I had a horrible time watching this. I had a, I had just an absolute horrible time watching this, and I and I and I'm sort of in a middle ground. Like I don't, and I often am, but you know, like I don't know what we don't no longer need to depict anymore. But I do know that like today, this morning, watching this movie, I, it made me sad and sick and hate America, and and so you know, like I don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't want to sit down and watch another movie like this because it just, that's how it makes, that's how they make me feel. So I don't want to see him. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, I don't really know the point of this. Um, I, all right. I, I don't know it either. Okay. So <clears throat> if you rate and review us five stars on iTunes, this movie put me in a bad mood, man. Uh, if you rate and review us five stars on iTunes, we will read your reviews loud on the air. I'm about to do that now. You guys ready for this? Yeah. A little pump me up. Okay. This is from Mike from Delaware. Okay? Hilarious, he starts off. Hey, it's Mike from Delaware. I don't know what my iTunes name is. <laughs> Been listening a while. One of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard besides Bodega Boys. Thank you. I love those guys. Jesus and Mario, shout out. Big ups to the big homie, James the com. Stop it. Jira. Thank you. Jira. Jira. Hear me out, Milligan. And... <laughs> My brother in faith, Jonathan, my segues be mad corny Braylock. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yo, first of all, who com- <laughs> who committed blasphemy when they said Mariah Carey had the best Why Christmas everybody song? everybody doing this? Okay, first of all, we didn't commit blasphemy. He said, it's definitely boys uh, to men's let it snow. For uh, real? Ooh, wait a minute. Stuff? That's really good. Why is everybody, <laughs> why is everybody coming at me? All right. <laughs> Um, second, y'all butchered the hood classic paid in full. <laughs> First off, we did not chill. I, all right, people really like that movie. I liked it. It was yeah, fun. We thought it was like okay. It? We, we thought it was, it was okay. I think we were mediocre on it. That's why. Because it is. I, <laughs> I will only forgive y'all if y'all do all eyes on me. Oh, okay. Never. <laughs> never. Actually, I said never about this movie, and we did it, though. I would love to hear your thoughts on that film. Keep doing your thing. This would be a dope TV show. Thank you. Uh, P.S. You guys should write a screenplay. Ooh, been listening to your thoughts on how films should be, and the ideas are great. Oh yeah, Hancock was on the best superhero was one of the best superhero films ever. Next, I'm joking. It was terrible. Yeah. Love this guy. Uh, all right, Love well, this whatever. This I don't even think this is a valid review anymore. <laughs> I don't even what. No, it was five what? stars. All right, and then last one we got Delhi P, feminist AF. This podcast is lit AF. I appreciate the thoughtful analysis of every movie they cover, even all of Tyler Perry's trifling movies. Meanwhile, I've been low-key in love with Jarrah since the Coming to America episode when he took on the mantle of calling out the sexism and colorism experienced by black women in movies. I've noticed his pro-woman leanings since that episode. I appreciate the podcast hosted by three black men are considerate and mindful of the experiences of black women as well. Thank you. That honestly means a lot. We, yes. you know, we we are we're trying to be very aware of that. Gerard has, of course, taken up that mantle, and we just want like because the thing is, we yeah. watch these movies and like we didn't notice honestly until we started this podcast. There's certain things I feel like I can speak for myself. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. see it. I mean, it definitely happened in this movie. The black woman was kind of put into the shadows. I mean, she's getting recognition for her acting, which is great, but like the actual character in the film. Like, yeah. You know, again, but 
But still, black woman director. We got to keep saying. Cause black woman director. Black woman director. Composer. Black woman composer. A woman DP. Right. It's like, we get it. We, we, get we, are, it. we support it this. We support this movie. You should watch it on Netflix. Uh, you know, you, you know, just press play, man. Press play on Netflix. Like, Watch get, it on Netflix or go out and see, you go know, go page, see it. Yeah, clip, you know, if you have movie pass, go. Yeah, use that movie pass. Yeah, use that movie pass, man. Buy that, just buy the ticket. If you want to, <laughs> if you don't want to actually sit down and watch it, go buy the ticket for the movie and then go watch it. at home? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go watch Jumanji. We get it. We yeah. get it. You want a fun holiday movie? It's Christmas time. Buy the ticket for Mudbound. Yeah. You know, do you think? Yo, Merry Christmas. No, I'm just job. kidding. We're not advocating uh, stealing. stealing. No, that's not. We wouldn't do that. I'm winking. No. Just yeah, why kidding. are you winking at me winking. right now? You got a movie pass. All right. <laughs> you can follow me or follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at John Braylock, J O N B R A Y L O C K on Twitter and Instagram. JohnBraylock.com is my website. Uh, blackmenpodcast.com is our website as well if you email us uh, we will respond to you we got a couple emails and stuff uh, yes I'll probably bring them up next week because I want right, to like because yeah, we didn't talk detail. about HP I mean HF alright yeah. uh, James you can follow me at James Third Comedy James Third Comedy dot com third is three RD nice. you're in uh, Los Angeles California performing in the CBS Diversity Showcase January 23rd through the 26th uh, I guess there'll be some way to get tickets at some point, but that is all I know right now. Yeah. Um, oh, we're at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood. El Portal. Nice, nice, nice. We're going to be there. I'm going to try to get that. Um, you know, honestly, this movie put me off, so I don't want to talk to people for like two weeks till I'm happy again. So uh, I'm good. <laughs> this movie put me in a bad mood, man. Fair enough. Uh, all right. See y'all next week. We're going to see you next week. Uh, next week. I, 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 Hopefully we're doing Jamani. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope uh, you know we trying, man. We trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We tried to get into a screening. They didn't let us in. Yeah, it was it was too early, and then we going off a. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, hard. So. so it'd be all right. Yeah. But um, till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. That was a headgum podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.